Welcome home. I'm so glad you decided to join us today for Church at Home, and I would love to extend a special welcome to anyone new to the family. My hope is that this next 30 minutes will provide you with hope and good news, so prepare your heart to receive it. Set down the things that beep, chirp, or buzz at you, and take a deep breath and release the stress and craziness you have been holding in. Gather friends or family around you, or contact someone over the phone and watch with them. And just let the words, music, and prayers encourage and strengthen your soul as we have church at home together. Today we are going to be talking about how Jesus meets us in our skepticism. And if you have any questions, want to get involved, or let us know that you are here, just text Hello Core to 474747 and we will get in touch with you. And if this is helpful to you, please consider clicking the like and subscribe buttons and ring the bell for notifications. We are a church that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus. And there are a lot of great things happening, but we'll come back to them at the end. Right now, let's gather together for a time of praise and worship.
here at Church at Home. My husband Greg and I want to welcome you into our home for church. If this is your first time checking us out, welcome. And if you worship regularly with us, welcome back this week. We begin with the words Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Many Christian services have a time for reciting a creed. A creed is a compilation of the beliefs of a group. As Christians, one of our creeds is called the Apostles' Creed. Please join me in saying this statement of belief. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us, especially if this is your first time. Shoot us a text to 474747 with the word Hello Core to let us know you're here. When you do that, a form will come to you with a place for you to ask questions. If there are any words you don't understand, any questions about the ideas you hear, please write them and send them to us. We would love to find time to talk more deeply about what you hear. We're in our second week of Jesus in the Strange Places sermon series, and today Pastor Stephen will be speaking about Jesus meeting the skeptics. Listen in with me. Well, Stephen, welcome back. So glad to have you as we start off and kick off this new year. And um, we're in the second week of our sermon series, Jesus in Strange Places. And boy, he starts out going to a weird place out in the wilderness. And now he's picking up followers along the way. And he comes to this real skeptical guy named Nathaniel. So uh, tell us more about that. Exactly, yeah. This is Nathaniel. We're talking about skeptics and meet, Jesus meeting uh in this strange place and not afraid to enter into a skeptical world. Yeah. It's not uncommon for our own world to be skeptical or right. uh, you may have things that you have doubts and worries about and we're going to look at a little bit of how Jesus addresses that with Nathaniel. And what we're going to see is that Jesus comes into this place and there is one disciple that is excited about Jesus yeah. and then there's another one kind of this scholarly smart guy <laughs> who is a little skeptical yeah maybe a lot skeptical mm -hmm. and it reminds me of the story of another scholar in the early 20th century which is very popular name CS Lewis he was a skeptic yeah as well and in his own life he wrote a autobiography of his 
transformation of his conversion to Christianity, yeah. and that you could probably describe him as a reluctant follower yeah. at first. He, he uh, God brought him to a, a place where through nature and the things around him that he found that this story must be true. Yeah. This story must be true. So God really pursued him through the things around him. And as we're looking at uh, John chapter 1 here beginning in verse 42, we're going to see how Jesus also pursues Nathaniel and how he teaches Nathaniel. And the, the theme of what we're going to see is the skeptic sees that Jesus is the promised Messiah who pursues without prejudice and provides for his people. So we see here the skeptic is going to see that Jesus is the promised Messiah who pursues without prejudice and who provides for his people. And if you wouldn't mind reading verses 43 through 45 as we get going. Yeah, through. absolutely. And I love what you're talking about with the skeptics because I love interacting with skeptics almost more than um, regular church people. Mm -hmm. Sorry for any of you who are regular church people. <laughs> because when they're skeptical, and, and especially if they're almost vitriolic, mm. you just have to sit back and pray. Because you know God's on their case. Mm -hmm. And that was the case of C.S. Lewis. And the total change and prolific nature of what he said afterwards is mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, and, and the people that he put in his life yeah. to impact him. Yeah, heavy hitters for yeah, sure. Yeah, heavy hitters for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, let's look. John chapter 1, beginning at verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph. Thanks, Greg. So what we see here is Philip is saying, look, this is the guy. Yeah. This is the one that Moses talked about. This is what we read. And, and for us, it would be, this is the one that you see in the Old Testament. When you read about Moses, mm -hmm. when you uh, hear the prophets, especially in Isaiah, pointing to someone. Yeah. Not pointing to something, but pointing to a person, pointing to God. Yeah. And you can imagine Nathaniel is getting ready to be skeptical about this because this is just a, this is just a guy, yeah. Jesus. And it's been 500 years. That's right. I That's mean. right. And he doesn't have a warrior's uniform in. On right, right. Because they were expecting this guy to come in and wield a sword and take, yeah. you know, crush the government authorities. But he's not doing that. And you can see that all through scriptures. In fact, he does just the opposite. Well, in this one picture here we see is that uh, we see this picture of an Old Testament or, or Moses pointing to Jesus from the Old Testament. And if you look back, he says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command. And so it's, uh, it's another picture of Jesus, this perfect man, being obedient wow. to his Father in heaven. 
And when you read the Old Testament, I mean, I guess the application would be that when I read the Old Testament, when you read the Old Testament, it's good for us to look and see how it points to Jesus, to the Messiah. All the law and prophets point to him. And that's what uh, Philip is seeing, and that's what Nathaniel is going to see here in a minute. So the skeptic sees that Jesus is the promised Messiah who pursues without prejudice, and he provides for his people. So next we're going to just see how he pursues without any prejudice. Yeah. And if you wouldn't mind reading verses 46 through 48. Nathanael said to Philip, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to Jesus, How do you know me? And Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Mm. So this is the interaction, Jesus' first interaction with Nathanael, the skeptic. A few things to point out here is automatically we see that Nathanael doubts. He said, you know, will anything good come out of Nazareth? Think about any town or any, I mean, this was not a positive statement. This right. was a negative statement. Yeah. This, this, you know, low fishing village, yep. can anything good come out of it? But if I, as I start to think about it, that's kind of where the best stories come from. It's true. Is... Uh, the unexpected place. Mm -hmm. And here is Jesus, this, this, you know, can the Messiah, God himself, you know, the rescuer, is what he's saying, can he come out of uh, Nazareth? Right. And of course we see that he can, this little village. And so as, as Jesus interacts with Nathaniel, he's basically saying to Nathaniel, I know that you are a really good guy and you do all the right things. Mm -hmm. You know, he's saying, uh, you know, you're an Israelite. That's a compliment. He's acknowledging who yeah. he is, and that is, uh, that's not unexpected. That was pretty popular. But then he says there's no deceit. Yeah. Now, he's, he's telling Nathaniel things that Jesus could not know right. if he was the average person that I would, I mean, he hasn't seen these, but he knows yeah. our hearts. Right. He knows Nathaniel's heart. And then he says, you know, I saw you sitting under a fig tree. Hmm. Or the fig tree, your fig tree. Because that's where you, that's where uh, one would study the scriptures. Right. And so he's saying, Philip, I know who you are. I've seen you. I know your heart. Yeah. And so Philip is asking the question, how in the world do you know who I am? Yeah. And so Jesus meets him right where he is. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, he, it's interesting because there's almost like two sides of the coin uh, that you see interactions with Jesus. You see him healing those that are broken, that are beggars, that are lepers. Mm -hmm. But here you see this guy that I would describe as arrogant. Well, maybe not arrogant, but he's very sure of himself. Yep, absolutely. He's very sure of himself, and uh, probably for good reason, he's questioning, is this Jesus really, is this really the Messiah? Yeah. And then, of course, Jesus proves himself by saying, you know what? I know you. 
And that's what he says to me, and that, that's what he says to you. Mm -hmm. He says, I know you. He knows our, our past. He knows our present. He knows our future. So you know, whether you're a, a, a skeptical scholar or a broken beggar, Jesus pursues you. And we see that in here. And so let's continue, because we're going to see a Messiah who also provides for his people. So uh, he is the promised Messiah, mm -hmm. as we see. And then he is the one who pursues without prejudice. So no matter if you have a high pedigree or a low pedigree, he pursues his people without prejudice. Yeah. And then the last thing is that he provides for his people. If you could read verses 49 through 51. Nathanael answered Jesus, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is, a, this is another powerful picture because what Jesus is doing in what he's saying is he's quoting something that happened back in the Old Testament, yeah. and that was the story of Jacob, the story mm -hmm. of Jacob and, and Esau. Um, if you're not familiar with it, quickly, um, ja Jacob was a thief. He stole his brother's birthright. And through a series of events, Jacob basically had nothing. And the great thing about this quote is that is when God met Jacob. Yeah. When he had hit bottom, when he was at the end of his rope. Not after he had you know, gotten everything together, yeah. but it was at this stage. And we see that even in his failings and even in uh, all that Jacob had done, God still kept him because God had made a covenant yeah. for his people that he wouldn't leave them, right. even in their worst moments. That's right. And even in their best moments, he wouldn't leave them. And I think that's, you know, like the questions that you always have in, um, in the booklets yeah. that we do. You know, why is this good news and not right. good advice? Well, it's good news because that points directly to Jesus, that yes. Jesus uh, came and uh, to rescue. He didn't come to uh, you know, have a checklist for us to That's do right. to earn our way there. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, that really stuck out to me as I'm reading this is this song we had, we had talked about it earlier as well is uh, Jesus is strong and kind. And there's yeah. this beautiful verse in there that says, Jesus said, if I thirst, I should come to him. If no one else can satisfy, I should come to him. Jesus said, if I am weak, I should come to him. No one else can be my strength. I should come to him. And then the chorus is, for the Lord is good and faithful. He will keep us day and night. We can always run to Jesus. Jesus, strong and kind. Mm -hmm. Um, that you know, that's the application is run to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, there are a lot of woven intricacies in that, and in um, how people get to Jesus. Yeah. 
but Jesus made it clear that he, that, that he is the Messiah. He is the one. There's not many. That's right. But there's one. And that's what he's pointing to. And so run to Jesus if you don't know Jesus. Uh, feel free to contact um, Greg or myself or Father Ron at Church of the Resurrection if you have any questions. And because to the skeptic, we see here, especially to Nathaniel, that Jesus is this promised Messiah. And he will pursue you. Maybe he is pursuing you right now. Uh, and these stories are connecting with you. And he also provides for his people. Yeah. And this is just another picture of that um, God rescues people. Yeah. He, you know, in Ephesians, it tells us that he, he chose his people. And it's important for me. It gives me a lot of hope because there's a lot of freedom on this solid rock. And when I say freedom, I don't mean freedom to do whatever I want. I mean, but God is rescuing me yeah. for a purpose that I might be a blessing to others. Yeah. And that's what is happening here. Uh, I just want to conclude by just renaming some of these folks like C.S. Lewis, Jacob, Nathaniel, all skeptics, all rescued. Hmm. And see, that's the character of God, that he does meet us in these strange places. Um, and he gives us new life and gives us a life that we may have never intended to have. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Stephen, for sharing God's heart with us today. If this has touched your heart and you're skeptical about this Jesus and want to talk more, use the feedback form to reach out and we will contact you to talk further. As Christians, we have a God who hears and forgives. We like to take time in our service to examine our hearts and confess our needs to Him. I wonder, are there times when your heart has been restless this week? Times when you haven't gone to God, but to other people, things or substances to meet your needs? Times you haven't trusted God's mighty power to meet your needs? Take a few moments to reflect on this week and confess those things to God. Let us together confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, creator of all, you marvelously made us in your image, but we have corrupted ourselves and damaged your likeness by rejecting your love and hurting our neighbors. We have done wrong and neglected to do right. We are sincerely sorry and heartily repent of our sins. Cleanse us and forgive us by the sacrifice of your son. Remake us and lead us by your spirit, the comforter. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose steadfast love is as great as the heavens are high above the earth, remove our sins from us. As far as the east is from the west, strengthen our life in his kingdom and keep us upright to the last day. Through Jesus Christ, our merciful high priest. I want you to know that God loves you and meets you no matter how far away you feel today. And he meets you with words of welcome from Jesus to all who turn to him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, 
Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. These words remind us of the truth that Jesus is the one who loves us greatly. And as a result of his care, we can then care for each other. We say the peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. And as we say the word peace, we realize continually that the world is greatly lacking in peace right now. We hear of bad news everywhere, and our hearts are heavy until we remember that God loves us so much. We can turn to Him with all our needs and wants. He both hears and answers our prayers, and He answers our skeptical questions. Join me in praying to this God. Father, we pray that you will lead the nations of the world in the ways of peace. Guide their leaders in wisdom and truth for the safety and good of all. Father, we pray for all the countries of the world, especially as COVID is on the rise again, that you would give their leaders wisdom. We pray for my friends in the country of Uganda, that you would give peace, that you would bring wisdom through their election system, and that you would just bring peace to that country. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Pour out on your whole church the spirit of unity and truth. May all who confess your holy name agree in the truth of your word, live in loving unity, and serve you with holy and righteous lives. Lord, we pray for the leaders of the churches in America and around the world, that you would give them fresh vision for today and for the future, and that you would help many families especially desire and feel the need to come back to church. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, comfort and sustain everyone who in this fleeting life is in sorrow, need, sickness, or any other distress. Especially add your prayers for those that are on your heart. Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray together the Lord's Prayer as our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Holy Trinity make us strong in faith and love, defend us on every side, and guide us in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Cool. 
darkness keep light in the darkness my god that is who you are you are here touching every heart i worship you i worship you you are here healing every heart i worship you i worship you Thank you so much for taking this time to join us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week.